I am. I feel good about mine. So, like, I'm excited about listening to yours. Are you already started? Welcome to the Why Aren't You Famous podcast featuring Ellen Cherry <laughs> and Andrew Grimm. I wasn't ready. This 24-episode podcast explores the question of why aren't we famous? I can tell you one reason why Ellen Cherry isn't famous, because she's late. Mm -hmm. She's late. The girl's just like, she got this whole process, and she's like, wait a minute, then I got to do this. I wait a minute. Like, how do you even get out of your damn apartment? That's my question. Very, very rarely. My, my God, the process has been <laughs> like this and then this and then let me get some chapstick and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. Let me think about the theory of relativity, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the process. <laughs> that is the process. <laughs> so mm. what? So what of it, man? I'll, you know, that shit will buff out. <laughs> shit will buff out. Yeah. Uh, in mind. case what? you're wondering what I'm meaning by that, on the way over <laughs> here to the studios... In Westminster, Maryland, I was behind a red Durango. What, what kind of maker makes the Durango? Dodge. Dodge. Dodge right. Durango. Dodge Durango. And she had some Pitbull stickers, not Pitbull, the musician, singer, and artist, and performer. Whoa, artist. Whoa. <laughs> but whoa, Pitbull, you're some I'm license. assuming the canine, some, uh -huh. some things about loving Pitbulls. And then over to the right, my eyes cascaded over, and I saw these words that were so hilarious to me, I just had to literally laugh out loud, because it said, shit'll buff out. <laughs> like, shit'll... The contraction of just shittle. Shittle, sure. It was amazing. Shittle buff out. Shittle buff out, man. You know what? <laughs> you know, no sense in throwing shade on it. Right. Anyway. Yeah. What's up? What's up, indeed? Well, today, um, I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna start off today by just talking about. Oh, man. Don't the movie that shall not be named. Oh. Oh. Whew. We're going to lose like probably 13 to 14 of the 18 people who listen to our <laughs> podcast if you say that you didn't like the new Star Wars. It was terrible. Yeah. It was awful. And what was even worse is that I, I went and read the reviews like after because I didn't want any spoilers, yeah. which it turns out doesn't matter. <laughs> Because it was spoiled no. rotten from beginning to end. Yeah, it was. It was never. It was never fresh to begin with. <laughs> oh, and, even better. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Wow. What a terrible movie. Like terrible. Just like really like rotten at the core. Like, you know, when you're when you're watching it and you're thinking to yourself, ah, you know, I, I should just get up and leave. But there were some memorable quotes. Well, I can only actually remember one. So there was only one memorable quote. What was your memorable quote? When Luke says to Ray. Reach out with your feelings. <laughs> with your feelings. <laughs> reach, reach out with your pinky. God. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, it was so, it was so, so bad. terrible. So terrible. Oh and it goodness. was so long. It was it was it was two and a half hours. It was like it was like watching some sort of you know uh, grossly overweight sluggish type of animal take a dump for two and a half hours instead of milking its teats and, and smellorama <laughs> oh, just in God. case you haven't seen this movie there is a uh, a job of the hut esque there's a kind milk, of milking scene there's a milking scene which was so weird <sighs> it was so strange <sighs> like i don't oh. I want to. I want to so like have a picture. I want to. I want people to self-identify if what that scene made them feel, so I know who to stay away from. <laughs> you know. You know what a what a, a better a better film would have been. 
someone filming our reactions while watching the film. <laughs> that would have been better. I mean, that would have at least had a little bit more joy to it. I felt know. bad because, dear listeners, it was just me and Grim in the movie theater with about maybe fi- 12 other people. 12 other people, top. Yeah, but and so people were spread out, but I still felt bad. Mm about talking like you don't want to talk through a movie like that even though it was just so like there were so many things i wanted to just lean over and like not even lean over to you and say but like turn around to the whole theater and say like are you guys watching the same movie i am this piece of trash (laughs) it sucks is this gonna get any better i'm I'm going to jumanji who's with me (laughs) we don't have to sit for this we can walk out we don't have to be held hostage by this dumb movie now that i'm on a fixed budget but budget 11 21 is a lot of money i know <laughs> I me like, too man, geez well what was funny too is so like, it's not only like anger but it's resentment i well, have resentment and bitterness that's well, clouded in there after a while i thought i felt like you know maybe maybe we were because it was like 12 it was like 12 strangers came together in a room and there we are trapped sort of yeah and i felt like oh this is like saw two or something it's like we're gonna have to like gouge each other's like eyes out or something or just to get the fuck out of there but god so terrible so what a what a miserable so thank you to the three people who agree with us that are still listening at this (laughs) point yeah and no thank you to the new york times who's like it's a tour de force it's like no the guardian called blade runner 2049 a roaring Um, oh man, I want to look it up now because I'm going to look it up. Okay, you look it up. I have not seen Blade Runner 2049. I want to see it, so don't don't you spoil nothing, girl. I'm not going to spoil anything, but what I'm going to do is tell you that the the review of it, just like the the picture. Oh, you know what? I sent it to Katie, so I can just look up a text with her. Look at me looking using technology. Oh. Blade Runner 2049 is a roaring achievement. Mm. readers oh this is readers on the best film of 2017 Uh roaring achievement um i mean if you like to see nubile young breasts and bums i do um that are like you know six stories tall in hologram form for like that's what i feel like that movie was huh i'm okay with that yeah i know (laughs) it's better than six story tall uh milking aliens (laughs) Waiting, waiting for waiting for Luke Skywalker to press his teats. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god! And the liquid was like green oh, or something. And, oh well, you know, you know that's Gandor milk for you. I don't <laughs> even know. I don't even want to know. What I that hope it's gluten free. <laughs> of course. What if he was lactose intolerant? You can tell that he went to that island and totally became like totally hardcore vegan, <laughs> and not like friendly vegan, but like really angry, angry, angry about vegan. it. Yeah. Angry vegan. Yeah. I don't mean to be mean to vegans because I really do admire people that are vegan. I would like to be, but I'm too lazy. You're too into sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are vegan, aren't they? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, vegan listeners, let me know. Okay, uh, woke privilege. (laughs) Vegan listeners, let me know. You know, I don't mean to offend anyone about their dietary choices. Of course, of course. What are we talking about today? Uh, We're talking about family ties. Which is kind of. Um, man, that's what a good theme. That's what we should listen to at the end of this podcast. <laughs> the Family Ties theme. So good. Um. Mm. Anyway, what was I gonna say? Oh, do you remember when? Uh, this when, is the perfect season for a, a podcast about family stuff because a lot of people have spent a lot of time with their families over the last. That's week. true. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm gonna go back a little bit to talk about Family Ties okay. because because we can. 
It's our podcast. We can talk about whatever we want. We can do what we want. That is true. So what was the what was the it was Mallory, Alex, and what was the what was Tina Yothers character's name? I only know her as Tina Yothers. Yeah, I, I, uh, and then they had a little brother too, right? Yeah, that's when this show started to get stale. Let's look it up. Let's okay. Let's Google it. Okay, so um, cast of Family Ties. Yes. Meredith Baxter, Bernie, Michael Gross. Right. Oh man. Tina Yothers, Justine Bateman. That was before Meredith Baxter, Bernie did all of those Lifetime movies where. Oh yeah. She was like. I feel like one she was um, kind of stabby and <clears throat> I don't know. My memory is... Anyway. Okay. Michael J. Fox. Jennifer Keaton. That's who played... Jennifer. Yes. That's what she played. Jennifer. Tracy Pollan. Remember, she played Michael J. Fox's girlfriend and then they got married yeah, forever got, for and real. they have like yeah. so beautiful relationship according to the internet. So. Oh, oh, yeah. People Magazine. Yeah. Um, so Jennifer... Oh, Skippy. Oh, yeah. Skippy. He's dead. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, but you remember that episode where Skippy gets locked in the he gets locked in the basement, I think, with Mallory, and they have to wear chipmunk costumes. <laughs> it's great. But uh, there's a anyway, family there's a, ties. There's a funny episode where Jennifer uh, she starts a she starts a band, and they're called the Permanent Waves, <laughs> and uh, and they they uh, Alex becomes their manager. <laughs> I and, vaguely remember that one. And it, he so he dresses them all up in like fifties like type of. Um, like uh, dress, like prom dress type of things, and they're singing "Mr. Sandman, Jimmy, and then they have this little montage where they're traveling, and they're traveling to um, Columbus, Ohio, and then Ohio, and then Columbus, and then Columbus, Ohio. It's really funny. And at the end, like she's like, "I just want to play our own music, man." And the permanent waves. Play I can't believe own. you remember the details of this episode so clearly. Well, because we're not that much different in age, and I remember the show, but that show in my mind palace is sort of like packed <laughs> away in this like. Because I was just thinking about, it. I was like, do I remember any specific episodes of Family Ties? And uh, I was like, I don't even know if I remember any specific episodes of Facts of Life. Oh, or, I, oh, you remember the Facts of Life where they make the she's making the pizza. She makes I this really, really great pizza. Valerie's family, or whatever that one was called. Uh, I know. I kind of tuned out um, by that time. I was the in one the with rock. the alien who, like, her father was in a out of this world. Whoa, that's a, I don't even know. And that like one. all of them swirl together in my mind, and the place where they swirl together in is like a dark pizza hut. The swirling. Like that's what I'm imagining. Like those things are playing on these old TVs and and pizza huts. Although this was back when restaurants didn't have freaking TVs that's in right. every corner. That's true. So like. And pizza I, huts were really really dark inside. They were super dark. We and, used to get birch beer there. <laughs> I remember that. Did you ever play Pac-Man on the table? Like uh-huh. it was a table console. Sure. God, that was fun. Anyway, Anywho. these are all the memories that Family Ties are bringing up for me, but not any. I can't believe you remember all the like the details of that episode. Yeah, so well. Well, and and there are a couple of them. There's one where Alex meets a of this woman who's a banker, and he kind of like he kind of like um condescends to her because she's a woman and then she like completely aces him on finances and stuff and he's becomes you know infatuated because that's what women have to do they have to then he then he becomes an enlightened feminist or yes. he actually just just for her not for just, all women. no just for her yeah okay, as far as as far as we know <clears throat> i understand but oh and then there's one where he he starts drinking uh and uh he can't stop himself i think it's him it might have been mallory but i think it was him and he drinks the vanilla extract in the <laughs> in the cupboard because he needs the alcohol uh, <laughs> alcoholism <laughs> <laughs> yeah so hilarious it is well it's good for a sitcom um 
Well, that was uh, Blossom's brother. He was an alcoholic on that show. I didn't watch Blossom too much. I only saw four episodes, but the one episode I saw was the one where she talks to him in the kitchen and he's drinking a cup of coffee. That's about it. I did a gig once with um, the character actor who played her sidekick. Oh. Um, six. Six. Yeah. Is she dead? I don't remember her name, but she was really nice. She was a nice person. Oh, that's good. And we played this gig together at the Moonlight on the Mountain in huh? Birmingham, Alabama. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, how about that? Anyway, let's listen to your essay or my essay. Okay. It's time. Okay, it's time for us to do the essays. Okay. So who's going first? Uh, I think I went first last time, so we'll, we'll listen to yours first. All right, groovy. Okay, here we go. Sha-na-na-na. In October 1995, I took a semester off from the college I was attending in Arkansas to attend college at the University of North Texas in Denton. Looking back, I know that I made this decision not with my brain. It was because of a boy, and not even a very interesting boy. But hey, we live, we learn. In the common area of my dorm, there was a television set. And on October 3rd, 1995, a very smart photography student at my school set his camera on top of the television set facing the crowd that was gathered to watch the verdict being read in the O.J. Simpson murder trial. The next day, the school paper published the picture that the photographer had taken. The reactions were varied, and I wasn't in this photograph, I just remember seeing it. And I remember watching the verdict read on television. And I remember that there was a man standing next to O.J. Simpson when the verdict was read. And through no real effort on my part, I found out later that that man was Robert Kardashian, father of Kim Kardashian. In case you are not aware, Kim Kardashian is an American celebrity who made a sex tape in the early 2000s and then married another celebrity named Kanye West, and they have procreated successfully twice. According to the Wikipedia page that is dedicated to celebrity sex tapes, and yes, this is a real page, you can look it up, it says, Kim Kardashian made a sex tape with her then-boyfriend Ray J in 2003 that was leaked in 2007. She threatened to take legal action to block its planned distribution by Vivid Video. Her sex tape bolstered her career when E! Exclamation point, which is a TV network, made her and her family the focus of a reality show called Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I have never once doubted the rumors that her mother, Chris, was somehow involved in brokering or encouraging Kim to allow the tape to be leaked, especially because it ruled the tabloids the year that their TV show debuted. It seems very plausible that the tape itself, the alleged leak of the tape, and the launching of their TV show and subsequent family and individual brands were surely planned and intentional. The limited knowledge I have of their lives is based solely on what I feel is just something akin to the air we breathe. Truth be told, I've never seen an episode of their TV show, and I don't know if they do anything other than post pictures on Instagram. But in our culture, accidentally absorbing information about celebrities is virtually unavoidable, in my experience. And for some reason, the information about this family is particularly hard to avoid. For many years, their faces, especially Kim's and her whereabouts and goings-on, were ubiquitous. Headlines about their movements, things they bought, things they said were given almost as much cachet as political or environmental news. An alien landing on our planet might think that they were some kind of gods, needing as much worship and attention as actually important things. You know, like an ever-warming planet that is unfortunate enough to be the host to an ever-warring species that is speeding towards its own demise. 
It's a gross thing for me to realize that I know almost every name of all of the family members. I don't remember looking it up or being told. I know what their faces look like, and yet I can't name any significant and lasting contributions that any of them has made towards humanity in general, or any redeeming value in what they have chosen to do with their time and their immense resources. Although I admit, I am not one for keeping up with them through their most controlled and popular delivery device, their reality show that is now one of the longest-running reality shows in history, having just begun their 14th season. The patriarch didn't live to see his family in its current form. He didn't get to witness the full flower of his family legacy with their unique, and I'll admit somewhat impressive ability to exploit and to make just being famous into more and more fame. A legacy that contributes greatly to the dumbing down and crassing up of America. A legacy that can draw a direct fault line to our current political divisions that threaten the lives of millions. A disgusting, deceptive, and rotten legacy that is disguised as perfect and pretty and important and is broadcast weekly to millions and in truth is a mind-numbing, soul-deadening poison. Ooh. Ooh, boy. That's what I thought of Star Wars. It's, it's exactly what you thought of Star Wars. It's exactly what everybody thought of Star Wars. Um, everybody should think of Star Wars. Well, yeah. So, once again, great essay. Thank you. Very, very cool. I like the Robert Kardashian thing. It's like, I'm like, ah, oh, I see. You know, and, and even... Like, this, it was a slow reveal. Like, you didn't know that it was coming because of the O.J. Simpson thing. Yeah, and, and, and so it's kind of like... Well, I mean, but it, it's. Thanks for saying that. It's nice. Well, yeah. Well, I think like the 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 if I if I frame this correctly, Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> the Kardashians are equally easy and appropriate targets. Yes. That's the thing. Like, if if we if we go on the rails and start talking about oh come on, God, the Kardashians, blah blah blah. You know, there's that thing. It's like, well, of course, you know, let, could you pick something a little bit easier to, to but that's exactly the, the point. It, it's either that or Paris Hilton or, you know, there's that whole, well, of course, Hilton's kind of disappeared, sort of, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, for someone who doesn't consume much media, like, I'm always surprised, like, you saw my eye roll with 14 years, like, yeah. oh my God, 14 fucking years yeah. They've been on the air for 14 years. Is it 14 years? Yeah. Like, then I got to start doing the math. I'm like, oh my God. 2003. Jeez. Seriously? Uh-huh. Man, that, you know, the law of nature kind of says that beings that stupid should not be alive. They're, 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 they are. But it's not stupid. That's not stupidity. Nah, I mean, nah. I like, that's the thing is like, you can't. I, I mean, my criticism of it is more that this, and I realize that I, I don't know if like I'm interested to hear how you treated the topic because this was just the first thing that popped into my mind was just like, oh, how do I know about these people, this entire family? Right, right. And I don't have any interest in them, but I just know all this stuff. Like, how do I know that? And where's the origin of it? And the origin of it is from, 
you know, him. Like he was, and I was just like, oh, that was my first exposure right. to the name Kardashian. And then all of a sudden it was just like, I don't know, it's overwhelming. And also I agree that it's not like what you're saying about, of course, that would be a family that we would talk about, you know. And but it, but it represents it represents so much that is that is horrifying about about you know, not 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 the fact that they make the show, yeah. but the fact that the show is consumed enough that they keep renewing it, and then the millions of dollars that they spend promoting it, yeah. Or you know you know not to take it back to Star Wars, but once again, it's like that budget was two hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Could you imagine what some public school systems could do with two hundred million dollars? With the money that it's made, too, right? Because you and said that it's grossed like seven hundred million dollars. Oh no, so it's like eight hundred million now. So I mean, it's almost a billion dollars. So they're gonna make this profit on it, and like that money. I'm not, you know, begrudging people spending money on entertainment no, or making money from entertainment. I'm in the not. entertainment business, but the idea that it's that much money towards something that, like, did it really need to be said? <laughs> was anybody really asking for it which is a and that's also like i don't want to sound like a curmudgeon who's against frivolity but the amount of money that the kardashians have gotten out of selling their images mm-hmm. and it's just so fascinating and weird it's such a weird thing to to know that there's like a market for that a really, really big and deep market for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and of course, it's escapism or amusement. It's not. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I. I don't know. Maybe somebody has watched the Kardashians and they're like, you know what? I should really think about the human condition. Yeah, like they've done their PhD on it. <laughs> they're like, this is why. And I'm open to hearing that argument. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I also have never seen an episode, so I don't even know what happens on the show. I watched, Maybe they're doing like great humanity humanitarian work. They're not. They're not on the show. They're not. They're not. <laughs> I watched an episode. Boy, now that I know that it was fourteen years. Hmm. Maybe it might have been in 2010, 2009, I guess. Maybe it's got to be a time where I actually had television coming into my in, in, into where I lived. Yeah. So there's that. <clears throat> That's kind of where it had to be. Or I was on the road, but I, I don't. Oh, like hotel watching. Yeah, but that's yeah. always reserved for like Dukes of Hazard and and um, I'll pa- be honest, pa- pawn stores or stars or whatever. <laughs> pawn stars. Or, My uh, default is Law and Order. Like of any, ding, ding. I know, and yeah. it's so stupid because I've seen so many of those yeah, episodes yeah. just by. Uh, everyone, everyone moves so fast when they're working there. Like, I, I, I if I'm going to employ somebody, I'm going to employ somebody who, who was who was walks a, fast. Yeah, who walks fast and doesn't want to talk to the police because they're doing their job. <laughs> I mean, it's been my experience that I'm looking for any excuse to, to not do my job <laughs> or a job that I don't like, I suppose. But anyhow, back to this. Like, I remember seeing an episode where uh, one of those dipshits was opening up a boutique. And it was, I think it was like about five minutes of them going, oh, that's cute. Oh, I like that. Oh, what's wrong? It's the soap opera. Do you think... I just, I'm so worried that the store's not going to do well. And it's like, the store was like 12 square feet. And these are bergillionaires. Like, are you, really, this is your worry that your stupid, dumb shop that's that's about the size of, you know, my kitchen, that's going to sell incredibly overpriced bullshit? 
is is going to be grim. They are following their bliss. Okay, are, we shouldn't be criticizing. Cause I, we, we I just, should be. I should be praising them. We just sound jealous and bitter throughout this whole podcast. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. My essay is not that bitter, but <laughs> um, but no, I I think that like, I, I I think it's 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 a scary proposition for culture where we are when you know these are people who haven't done anything great. Yeah. I mean, they really haven't done anything great. Like, I mean, marrying Kanye West, that's not a great thing. You know, I, I, it doesn't change his behavior. He's still a jerk. You know, he's still a jerk who like what releases his record and then tells everybody they should give him more money. Like you should you should be donating all your money to me because I'm going to make the greatest art that's ever been made. Okie doke. Yeah. You know, by creating nude replicas of people that he's laying in bed with. Yeah. You know, and that's why I, when I was looking this up last night when I was writing the essay, I looked up. Yeah, the, you better clear your history on your web browsing. The why he was looking. Well, somebody might come in. They might break into your house, and when they break, they're going to go. They're like, "What the fuck?" That's not gonna. That's not what's gonna alarm them. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. <laughs> you look I'm on here. my computer. <laughs> the keeping up with the Kardashians Wikipedia page is not going to scare them. It would scare me. I'd be like, what's wrong with you? It's how many times I've watched season one, the only season of Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse on Netflix. That's what would scare them. Anyway, yeah. when I was looking up on Wikipedia, the, I couldn't believe that there was a whole... You can search on, Wikip- on Wikipedia topic, celebrity sex tape, and they have the alphabet, and then there's instructions to search by the person's name by the alphabet. Wow. So there's like celebrity sex tape wikipedia page and then 26 letters and you can just click and like under each letter there's a couple of entries i mean i don't think anyone should i'm just this is a public service announcement i don't think that people should do leaked celebrity sex tapes anymore because it's it's been done (laughs) you know that was my whole plan for promoting the new june star record yeah Public service announcement. I was going to. I, was gonna, I hope I was we gonna, have saved someone's time. I was going to. I was going to leak my my sex tape. <laughs> like, I don't think I could give it away. <laughs> Who has a tape anyhow anymore? Yeah. You know they're not tapes. They're, it's like, like how are they doing that? Wait a second. Hold up. Because hmm. the nomenclature has changed. Yeah, but like, so what? They have a sex file on their thumb drive, and somebody takes it. Yeah, no, the, I think the they current way is the, you put it on the cloud. Ooh. Somebody hacks the cloud. Oh. Yeah, it's bad. Oof. It's bad. Huh. The internet, what hath thou wrought? <laughs> Insecure clouds, what it seems like to me. Yes. I'm just saying. Let's listen to your essay. Okay, forewarning, my essay is very different. Okay, cool. It's very, very, very different. And it might not seem obvious at first. I'm excited to listen and then to discuss. Okay. And it, <laughs> I, I don't think it's my best work. I, there's, I, I kind of, I stampede to something Okay. at the end of it. But <laughs> no. I also didn't care. This is the age <laughs> of not caring. Right? I, that's okay because maybe we can be balancing each other out. Because I wrote that one very quickly last mm-hmm. night, but I cared a lot about it. Like, it was just like, wow, I care a lot about this. I want it to be really good. So I we're balancing. Really fast, but I cared a lot. <laughs> but it just came out well. I didn't take the time to plan it. <laughs> a lot of forethought, but I really cared. But I like that sometimes I feel like we do care different amounts depending on how our moods are when we write our essays. It's okay. I'll be the one who gave a shit this week. Wow. <laughs> Just joking. Damn, girl. I'm excited. Just play it. Okay. Shanana. 
Somewhere in the past few years, the idea of throwing shade gained prominence in the modern parlance of the burn. Whereas before, shade was something to be sought for relief from the sun. I don't mean to throw shade on your moment, or... Oh, that large nippled Thala siren really threw shade on the last Jedi. And this shift in language is unfortunate. I like finding shade and respite from the extreme. I don't need those words used to temper a moment of triumph or success, a moment in the spotlight. Sounds like a mean girl type of thing. Like someone is holding something over you to put you in your place. Unlike shade, shadows have always suffered from negative connotations. Dangerous things and ideas hide or lurk in the dark corners. Their frightening truths, if exposed to light, would burst apart, for their very nature would not be allowed if revealed. Therefore, you must go to the dark side. It's a little weird when we assign such ominous suggested meanings with shadows looming, lurking. Horror imagery picks up on the idea that there is a shadow world and our negative reflection of light represents the darker side of the soul. What shade and shadows have in common is something bigger, literally. In order to exist, there has to be something larger that partially blocks out the sun, always. Imagine yourself alone in a field with no trees, no buildings, utterly alone. The sun shining down and extending before you is your shadow, defined and longer than your body. Projecting from your heels to the tip-top crown, move your arms and your shadow complies, casting shade on the ground in front of you. A miniature man-made eclipse or nighttime depriving that small patch of ground the heat and light of the sun. Demigod powers. Until your very defined and controlled shadow begins to lose its edges. It begins to disappear as the brightness of the grass around your form dulls and its borders give way to a fading light. Turning around and looking up, Clouds are passing above you and in front of the sun. Something larger has cast a shadow larger than yourself. Such things are inescapable. But these ideas expand beyond just the physical. They are history, family, personal regrets, you name it. Right now, there is a lingering, seemingly dense and ponderous cloud casting a dark shadow on the United States, and we are begging for light. Maybe we get it, maybe we don't. But when we get our long look back at these years of President Trump, there will be an obvious sense of dark days. I didn't think it possible to cast a shadow and throw shade at the same time, but here we are. There will also hopefully be that moment where the cloud passes, that shade and shadow lifts, and with the world revealed, renewed, we again will be able to identify our own shapes and determine for ourselves if that what we see is indeed shadow or shade. I don't, I disagree. I think it was fine work. Oh, thank you.
Why you gotta be so down on yourself? Why you gotta throw shade, pre-shade? <laughs> I got self-shade. That was like some 100 SPF, man. Uh, well, you know. That you were slathering on the essay before we even got to like put it out on the beach. <laughs> or put it in the oven or... <laughs> cook it. Cook Fry that sugar. <laughs> Eeny, oh. So I like that your patriarchal archetype, mm. is that the right word I'm looking for, was revealed at the end. Like it was all gearing towards... Right relating although it's funny because we both talk about politics yeah like i talk we are we are definitely wrote about the same thing which is reality television they are and and the, the one thing that i think the the connection that i think i need to make with my essay was this idea because we're, we're supposed to talk talk about family ties and fame and and what i was thinking was you know i was looking at um you know you, you take bob dylan jacob dylan you know, he Jacob Dylan lives in the shadow of his father. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, at, at the beginning, he does, he's made his own thing. Yeah. The first record he put out, though, was supposed suppose I never listened to it. I never heard it. But from the reviews I heard, it was like, you know, they somebody had convinced him that he should be the new young Dylan. And so that's what he was trying to do. And it wasn't until, like, you know, the whatever it is, the horses or broken horses or... The one with one headlight? Yeah. I like that song. Uh, but that's like, I mean, he defined his own style at that yeah. point, you know? And I think that was like a really, that's a really important thing. Like, how do you, how do you get away from those people and you're just being yourself? Yeah. You know? The lottery of birth. Right. Jacob Dylan birth did lottery. not choose yeah. to be born to Bob Dylan. He did not. He did not. And there's a, there was a really funny, I guess it was, um, when Tom, maybe it was when Tom Petty was inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's, it was something like that where um, Jacob Dylan was on stage with Tom Petty's daughter. And he said, he said, yeah, I remember, I remember sitting around, you know, when I first met you and like we're hanging out. And I was like, man, Tom Petty's your dad, man. That's so cool. It's like, you're, yeah, all right, all right, you know. So, I mean, but I guess they all take it in stride. But, like, how do you separate those things and, like, you know, retain your own identity as opposed to the identity of your of your, of your your father or your fa- famous siblings or however that works? And, um, I mean, that just must be horrifying. And know? something that I have no concept of because... Me, me neither. My, none of my family members are in the arts. Not a musical bone in my in my in my family at all. Yeah. Uh, not. I mean, I'm it, <laughs> which is pretty funny. No, there's music in my family, but there's nobody that is. Let me think about this. There's definitely creative people, um, so I understand where that comes from. But I don't have close relatives at all mm-hmm. that are in the music business or even. Let me think about it for a second. Like okay. even making a living as you know, part of the creative industry or part of the creative economy. So right. I'm an outlier, oh, outlier. As, as are you probably. I'm an outlier. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a teacher's so, <clears throat> so my parents were teachers. Yeah. And I was a teacher. for. So a long you time. did go into the family business for a time. Oh uh, yeah. For two decades. Yeah. I'm still doing it. Yeah. Still teaching. Yeah. You, yeah. you will probably always be in that family business. In yeah, some way. Well, I'm good at it. Yeah. It's easy. Good at it. It's like, it ain't nothing but a thing. But your dad was kind of a famous teacher. He was, and now he's now he's retired. He's officially retired. Yeah. 49 years. 
So how did you deal with that fame? You have a famous educator in your family. Well, you know, this is here, here's a here's a funny thing. My father. I can't wait to laugh because you know. Yeah. Women love to laugh. Women love to laugh. <laughs> I know women. Um, so years ago, my father. This is probably 15 years ago. He was when the Keeping Up with the Kardashians was in somebody's mind. Yes, it was just it was <laughs> just a, to it keep was, us on a timeline here, right, folks. Of course. So he uh, he went. Out, he was visiting. He was going out. I don't know why he was doing this, but he ended up staying at a bed and breakfast with um, with Judy, his 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 wife, and they were checking in, and he was writing his name. In the in the guest registry, and and the girl behind the counter looks at. It, she goes, "Oh, Mr. Grimm," and he says, "Yes." And she goes, "Your son. He teaches at Francis Scott Key High School." And my dad looks at her and he goes, "Yes, yes, he does." She goes, oh, "He's one of my favorite teachers I have ever had." Blah 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 blah. You know, you're so lucky to have him as a son. <laughs> I was like, I was like, "Gotcha, Dad." <laughs> See, I'm famous out here in Carroll County, where it sort of counts. <laughs> But not really. So we kind of flip flopped our little roles, but it's it's funny. Like um, there was a this is a f- well also explain because I know, but I don't know if people who are listening know that why is your dad a rock star educator? Oh uh, well, he um, he ran the the histology program for Hartford Community College, okay. which was um, you know for the past for the past forty five years or so. Um, that means that he has trained almost every single nurse to come out of the Harvard Community College program in, in microbiology. Yeah. So when I when I developed cancer in 95 and I had to go to a hospital, all the nurses knew who I was. And they, they, they came in and they're they're like they're like, Oh, we're gonna take good care of you because your father is blah 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 and he did a great job on this and he you know blah 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 and so he held them to these high standards and his like long, long, long network of all these people. So it's, it's it's ridiculous. That's and, a, yeah, that's amazing. Almost almost every every time I've been somewhere in a hospital, you know, somebody knows Floyd Grimm. Floyd Grimm. Old Floyd Martin Grimm. The third. <laughs> How come he didn't name you Floyd Martin Griffin the fourth? Griffin. Grimm. Who's, who's <laughs> I don't Griffin? know. I don't know. I lost my mind for a second there. Yeah, don't, I was trying to remember don't, the don't, other names. Don't don't Floyd. worry your little your your pretty little head about it, Helen. Floyd Martin. Floyd Floyd Martin Grimm. Yeah, my brother is Eric Martin. Grimm. Okay. I'm Andrew James. Yes. Named after my grandfathers. I like it. Grandfather and great grandfather. Okay. Yep. So I'm named after myself. Oh, of course. Well, yes, Alan Cherry. <laughs> Why do you sound like the robot name in The Simpsons when you said that? <laughs> Today's winner is Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson. Denver Broncos. Um, yeah, what is your middle name, Ellen? Ellen Cherry. Is it Ellen Cherry Charles? Charles is my middle name. Uh-huh. Danger. Danger. Is my middle name. Huh. Interesting, interesting. So anyway, back to your essay, Trump, yes, man, Trump. and and also some Star Wars references in there. <laughs> yeah, the the Thala Siren. That's the name of the milking creatures. <laughs> I looked it up. I couldn't. I what couldn't is help it, it again? Thala Siren. Thala Siren. I sent you a picture last night, didn't I? You did send me a picture last night. I have another picture for us. No, don't now. send it to me. I'm good. It's really funny. Is it? 
You're going to find it funny. Does it have a breast pump on it? Because that would make it really <laughs> funny. <laughs> if the thalassiren had breast pumps on it and it was mm. like <laughs> it was, a working mom. It was a that would be awesome. Like I would have, if I had seen that scene where like he had to say, excuse me and get consent from the file. Th- what is it? Thala siren. He didn't even get consent from that. He didn't. He just, he just stamped he it on just in there and started it, plugging away. Which I feel like is a commentary in some ways. Yes. Oh, I just got a text. Yeah. You got <laughs> well, to look at the picture. You can't. You... I just got a text. Oh, I got a text from you. Yeah. I sent you a picture. <laughs> I'm going to, can I, I should post this on the site if I knew how to do that. You should. It's a thalo siren with censored. Over, over its, over its teats. Over its teats. Um, yes. If they had, if they had redone that scene where Luke Skywalker walks up to the thalo siren and says, excuse me, I'm thirsty. Would you happen to have any leftover milk? And could I milk you? Right. And then the thalo siren said, and then it was like subtitled as sure, but you owe me or that's a blood debt or <laughs> that's, a blood. that's $20 or whatever right, right. that exchange is going to be. Right. And then we also saw um, the Thalos Iron, you know, preparing to feed others and being like a working mom. And it showed that Star Wars was, a, as a, was supportive of working mothers or mothers, right. you know, lactating mothers in the workplace. Right. But of course it didn't because mothers. the patriarchy rules. Yeah. Yet again. And talk about white male privilege. <laughs> I mean, he was totally, he was all white male privilege and all over that scene. Well, and I was always, I was always taught that like, if you were going to express your masculinity, you don't ask, you take. He did take from the thalassiren. He did. He did. It was brutal. It was brutal. I think that was a pretty interesting commentary on 2017. This movie is getting better and better the more <laughs> we talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, because what we thought was sacred and important, apparently, uh-oh, wait a moment, that is a thread. Because, yeah. I, Nothing is sacred and unimportant, and that movie actually proves it. It proves it. Because I feel like the three that were released when I was a kid, I mean, I'm going to sound totally bitter and Go ahead. lost in the past, but like it's right. those were sacred and important. Although, we talked about this last night when we watched the movie. I prefer Star Trek to Star Wars because I'm more about exploration and journeying and not about constant battles, mm-hmm. which is what Star Wars is literally about. Constantly. Except for the one with the Ewoks. There was a break there with the little cuddly tiny, Oh, well, they had the porgs in the new tiny one. Bit. <coughs> <coughs> mm-hmm. <coughs> They reminded me of like the Furbies with little stick legs. Oh, they were like cute. A, they were cute, but they're cute little guys. I don't know. Doing the Thalos Siren man, that is messing with me still. Yeah, yeah. I was all slouching there on the side of the rock, like what up? There was, a, I mean, there like. To, well, I want to get back to our topic. Okay. <laughs> so let's just do that because I don't want to talk yes. about this movie anymore. Okay. Because fair enough. Yeah. Go ahead. So what do we do? We don't have any family ties to fame. So it's obvious at this point. What episode is this? 11? We are definitely... Is it 11? I thought it was 12. Maybe it's 12. I think it's episode 12. It is episode 12. You're right. I think I know. We're halfway through. <laughs> what a relief. What? Oh, wait. We're... And we only have... Um, we only have like... Uh, don't say eight weeks. Six more Six more essays. Seven more essays. Before we hit the road. Before we hit the road. Because we're not doing essays on the road. Sweet. <laughs> 
What a relief. What a relief. Yeah. Well, okay, so I want to go back to your um, yes. essay that ended with Supreme Leader Trump. Um, yes. <laughs> and um, his family, because, I mean, you and I are close in age, and we grew up being, like I said in my essay, unwillingly exposed to these names and sure. these people. And um, I didn't mean to say that, like, what's his name from There Will Be Blood? These people. Um <laughs> But just the, like, I didn't know that he had more children, really, outside of Ivanka. And and the fact that they're all, they were all part of the campaign, mm-hmm. his campaign, sure. I know spoke to a lot of voters, like a lot of family values voters who were just like, his whole family is involved. And they actually Eric. appreciate that. Who's Eric? Eric's the dumb one. <laughs> Don't say that. That's just mean. Okay. He's the less... Less smart Less than one. adequately intelligent one. <laughs> okay. Um, the, the, I mean, there. I knew that the family was involved with his reality show, right? Weren't his daughter know. and his son both involved in The well, Apprentice? Well, Ivanka was. I don't know if Donald, yeah. Donald Trump Jr. was. A baron isn't. Was he even born yet? Who knows? No one, we'll never know. We'll never be able to tell this information out, find this information out. There's well, no way now that we've talked it. about it, we're both marked for death. <laughs> and also, we need to put... The hour of purification is at That hand. information needs to go on the celebrity sex tape Wikipedia page. That's where you should have to find that information. It's how old is Baron Trump? And then it redirects <laughs> you to celebrity sex tape Wikipedia page. Well, I, I think he's 13. Oh, what a rough age. Yeah. I mean, phew. Stuff. So, I mean, <laughs> say you all, say Han, say you all. back to family which, twice. Which, by the way, in your essay, you're like, no, you said no, no, I didn't, you did, you totally did. I didn't say the word no, you said no, uh-huh. <laughs> that's right, you didn't say no, you said no, because you knew all, you knew Kardashians, you knew the era. <laughs> they're all famous and stuff, <laughs> they're all famous and shit. <laughs> Well, my cousin Donnie, he dated a Kardashian once. So I actually thought what we were going to discuss was how family, like being famous as a family business, you know, and how that has probably excluded more people than not from being famous. But that doesn't seem as interesting as what we actually have been talking about for an hour. <laughs> no, and, and well, there's also there's also a lot of, I think there's a lot of danger in that too. Like, I mean, how many celebrity kid fuck-ups do you, we hear about all the time? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, they run off the rails and... The parents are like, whoa, 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 you know, whatever. And how much more difficult it is to deal with that situation when you're in the limelight and your parents are famous, yeah. you know, like to be a real person and have an authentic experience in life and go through either problems with mental health or addiction right. or anything that has a stigma associated with it and then have to do that where the expectations are a bit higher. Right. So that doesn't seem fair. And the compassionate part of me thinks that that shouldn't be. Oh, that's, that's so compassionate of you. <laughs> I, I don't, you know. I Let don't. compassion flow out of me like green milk from a thylacyron <sighs> directly into the Jedi soul. Right into the Jedi's energy bottle. <laughs> God. It was like a Nalgene or something that he had that he was filling up. That's what it looked like to me. I was like, they used all of their 200 whatever million dollars. <laughs> right, and they're like, oh, no, we don't have... We didn't have money to, for the bottle for him to fill. So one of the grips is like, I got an algae. Here <laughs> you go. 
Here you go. Oh, my cousin Donnie gave me one of these. No, we have to have one episode where you don't slip into that character. There's lots of episodes where I don't slip into that character. No, I don't know if that's true. I haven't, I haven't really listened to the episodes. When somebody writes the fan fiction of this podcast, <laughs> wow, you be, are hopeful. <laughs> there's gonna be some. There's gonna be some annotations. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh dear lord. All right. Well, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm a little off topic today. It's okay. No, yeah. I think we're good. Yeah. What should we? Um, what should be famous? Let's talk. Or do we talk about dates first or music first? I can't. We remember. talk about music first, and okay. then we we'll do the dates. So introduce the song we're going to listen to, and let's listen to a little song that that you think should be famous. Okay. So this is uh, this is a guy who's who has done a little bit better than both of us. He was on NPR. Um, he uh, he's out of New York. I think I think he's out of Brooklyn. It's um Gelato Negro. Okay. Which translates to black ice cream. Nice. Which is pretty sweet. And uh, he was playing, he was doing a three band bill at the wind up space probably about two years ago or something like that. And oh, I was cool. doing sound. And like, there, there, are, there are very few shows that I do that I'm just absolutely like, whoa. That was good. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, I enjoy the shows that I do, mm-hmm. but this one was like, it stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, shit. And he was a really nice guy. He gave, gave me a free download. And I was like, oh, I mean, I would have bought some stuff, but. I didn't have any cash on me, but he gave me a he gave me that um, free download, and so I've I've been listening to this download for about for a couple of years now. I guess it's maybe three years. I was still teaching. I was at Century, so maybe it's, it might have been three years that this is since this has been out. But it's um, oh. uh, the name of the song is "Are You." I should know this off the top of my head. It's okay. Where he's gonna look it up real quick. Are I here? Are I here? Which is pretty cool. And uh, and it's uh, it's mostly in Spanish, but there's a little bit of English in there at the same time. I don't speak Spanish, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's, it sounds awesome. It's just a really well. Did you done look up the of... lyrics? Nope. <laughs> nope. I guess I should. Shouldn't I? I'm like a Jedi who doesn't read the ancient Jedi texts. <laughs> no, you have to burn them. Yeah. A little puppet is gonna burn them down. <laughs> and then and then giggle like some sort of like evil. <laughs> Another disappointing part is that there was not enough Yoda. There was not enough Yoda. If they were like putting Spock in every Star Trek episode, (sighs) pointy-eared, green-blooded Vulcans. Oh, green blood. Vulcans have green blood. It's more of like a teal, deep teal. What are you talking about? It's not green. Okay. You're thinking of V Visitor. No, I'm I'm not. Yeah, you're confused. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, here comes here comes R I here. Blancas de que 
So there you go. That was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Helado Negro. Yep. Awesome. Are yeah. I here? Well, I like all the, because um, I'm not really into the kind of dancey, techno-y type of stuff, but I really like that. I was also, well, I was listening to Beth Orton a lot the past yeah, two days. Yeah, she does have kind of a pop trance thing going. Oh, man, she's so good. <laughs> it's like, jeez. Oh, I wish I could do that. But it's good that she does it. You do your thing. I do. Beth Warden would hear you and be like, oh, man, I wish I could. I don't think she would. <laughs> I think sing she's... like Andrew Graham. No, I, don't, I don't think that's true. You know. You know. Oh. So, um, yeah. So, uh, cool tunes. Good disco kind of dancey vibe to it. I would say more trance. Like, it wasn't as high energy as disco. If you could have just seen the chair dancing I just saw, ladies and gentlemen, you would be... I feel like I was like maybe muppetized. You were muppetized for a moment, yeah. I meant dance, not disco. I don't know where my brain is. It's not here. You're going to David Brent territory here now. Uh, who's David Brunt? He's the office manager in the original oh, Office. Right. Ricky Gervais. All right, that was a great. That was a great series. It was a great that series. That two weeks, two Week. weeks series, or what, what was it like? No, it was like uh, nine episodes. No, it was two series. Was, I think it was like twelve episodes. Twelve episodes. Yeah, that was it, really great. It was super great. Yeah, and then we Americanized it, put a clock in it. Because <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> anyway. Anyhow. Anyhow. Anywho, so uh, tour's all looking pretty good. It's getting better. Yep. I have um, some work to do in the next couple of days of working on a place for us to play in Dallas. Uh-huh. So, but we have Little Rock confirmed. We have Birmingham confirmed. 
We do not have Nashville confirmed yet. Nashville friends, if you are out there or know anyone in March Nashville. March 16th. Oof. So no, it's, it's the Friday. No, Friday. remember, I, I put We're my foot down. We're taking St. Patrick's Day off. We are not going to play on St. Patrick's Day. No way, no how. <laughs> you can play a gig. I ain't, this sister, this guy's not playing a gig. So we need a gig on March 16th in Nashville, in mm. or around somewhere near Nashville. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Um, Asheville, I haven't confirmed it yet, but I, I know we're going to get something there. I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. And then that leaves us with Charlotte and uh, Davidson, North Carolina. Maybe Davidson. We're okay. figure that out. Um, so we're going to work on it a couple for the next week. We're going to solidify some oh, stuff. Oh, and St. Louis. We don't have anything in St. Louis that Sunday. St. Louis, Lawrence, Kansas, or St. Louis. Okay, basically we have about like half the tour we need to film. No, that's not half the tour. That's, it's only... Uh, one, two, three, four. I think it's only like four dates, five dates. Tulsa is not okay. three places. Well, you five. know you know what? When, when, when we get desperate. Open mics. Open mic. Open mic. <laughs> Takes us back to the halcyon days of 2004. <laughs> when we would go to the, to the. That was 2004 and we would go been, to. That might have been 2005. That might. I think it was 2005 because that yeah. was the first farm. Yeah. And we were like, let's try it out at open mics. Yeah. yeah. And we went and crashed open mics. But I mean, I don't think it's crashing them, is it? If you're well, just going and playing them like a regular person? We're not regular people, Ellen Cherry. That's true. <laughs> we're superstars. <laughs> we're just two musicians sitting in a room wondering why we aren't famous <laughs> for an well, hour every well, week. Well, I remember, I remember calling you up. Uh, I think it was a Monday night. And I, I said, what are you doing? Sitting around? I was like, yeah, me too. I was like, we should go. Let's go play open mics. <laughs> and then, like a like a month later, so I bumped into another musician friend, and I said, "What have you been up to?" I was like, "Ah, you know, not much. Just, I've been playing these open mics." And he goes, "You're playing open mics. Why are you playing open mics?" And I was like, "I don't know, because I just feel like I should be out there playing a show." He goes, "Do you know that? How do you think the other people feel that you you guys are playing open mics?" I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like. Well, aren't you better than the other people at the open mics? I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, but, I mean, don't you play? You, you play a lot. I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, those people are just trying to get, like, their footing. They don't need you to come in and, like, be better than them. And I was like, well, but maybe they do. No, and also not to put aside what how beneficial it is for, like, me to go to a place like that and workshop mm-hmm. songs. Sure. And I think one of the reasons that I, like... I was doing it up for a while on Facebook where I would just try to like play new things or basically rehearse on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been doing that lately because I just haven't felt like it. But open mics are a great place to do that. And there's a bunch in the Baltimore area, especially on Monday nights, that are really, really good with a lot of good people. There's a famous, locally famous one at the 8x10 for years. Oh, they don't have that anymore. I know. But remember when I oh, first moved here, that was, the, that was a big deal. the Monday night 8x10 was not yeah. like... You had a line of like 15, 20 people outside the It was the like the you. gig. Yeah. It was it the gig. The gig to get in. Yeah. And so like open mics, I I don't know. I would be happy to play open mic, an open mic on Monday night somewhere. Well, I think that what to me, like... I'm looking forward to it. I really do want to get a gig. I'd rather get a gig. I'd rather get a gig. But if we have to put an open oh, mic... Open mics would be fun. Yeah. Well, the, the, and the thing about like open mics, like the, the really great thing about open mics is that if you really want to work on your sound, if you want to really work on like your, your voice or your guitar playing or what you, what representative sound comes out of you yeah. when you play, oh, play an open mic because 
chances are it's going to be a shitty PA. <laughs> it's going to be a shitty microphone. And like you have to you have to kind of like work that microphone. Like you have to you have to figure out like well what do I really sound like? And yeah. and you can't blame the PA for it. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like I believe every microphone has like some sort of most microphones have some sort of sweet spot. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, where do I need to stand? How how loudly do I need to project? And then, you know, I mean, there is always, like, I always look at the PA before I go up there just to see what their settings are. Like, oh, God. Oh, oh, Lord. Let's just, let's just even those out to 12 o'clock. Because, because it is frequently um, people that are doing it. I have no idea. Yes, but also are doing it out of the love of oh, their okay. hearts and volunteering their time and things like that. Sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I have a f- fondness for open mics in my heart. In the same way that I am glad that I don't um, play bars anymore. No. Hopefully not again. I mean, it may happen. I may go back Ooh. to paying bar- playing bars. But how much I learned from like probably six years of bar work. Yeah. Where you just, oh, man, I learned so much. I learned so much. Disinfectant. <laughs> <laughs> the, the most important person to know in any regular bar gig that you do is the bouncer. Uh-huh. Yep. That is the most important person most important. to know yep. who you can have a secret communication with, like <laughs> a secret way of communicating with just eye contact or hand gestures so that they can see you across the room when somebody is being a real tool. Yep. That is the most important thing. Second most important person, bartender. <laughs> most, because they're the ones that are there, they're there all the time. Yeah. And if you're friends with them, it's a gateway. Yes. It's it a is. gateway into the wonderful world of playing that bar again. So twenty by the time we we broadcast this, it yes. will be twenty eighteen. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. May you all find peace and solace in the new year. Soulless? Solace. So, same thing, girl. Why are you making fun of the way I talk? Because you're from Maryland. I'm from Maryland. Well, my cousin Donnie. Merlin, Merlin. Well, my, my, my cousin Donnie, he, uh, well, he, he found some soul ass in, uh, <laughs> well, she was dancing Stop. up at uh, the, you know, that Russian strip club up on Pulaski so, Highway. Anyway, no, I don't know the Russian strip club on Pulaski Highway. It was, it's really, it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Makva. <laughs> Makva. It sounds like one of the one of the one of the demons from like circle the the eighth circle of hell, <laughs> Makva Makva and Belal. Are you talking about the Gold Club? That's Ooh. not on Forty. Oh yeah, the Gold Club. I've never been to a strip club, so I don't really know. Ever? Ever? Never ever. In your whole life? My whole life. Interesting. Never been. I have. Huh. Not surprising. <laughs> was that part of your exploration? Please tell me it was. <laughs> My exploration? Uh, you, you're, uh, well, let me quote Ellen Cherry. Star Trek, I'm all about exploration. Blah, oh, blah, and blah. journeys. Yeah. Yes. yes. Sure, let's put it in the category of exploration. Yeah. To, bo- sure. to boldly go. <laughs> to boldly go. Where plenty of people have gone before. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, that's where I learned how to pony. Um, and on that note, and on that note, happy new year, everybody! Happy new year, folks! And wish us luck. We are gonna be trying to continue to linger in obscurity in 2018. Yeah, you know what? There's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's totally cool. You know, I can still go to the grocery store. Yeah, like nobody bothers me. Nobody. I, 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 my email does not get jammed up with people asking for like record deals and stuff like that. It's, 
It's awesome. Um, I'm living month to month uh, with my money. Uh, what else? Well, I'm up to 25 subscribers on my yeah on my on my subscription service. So so take take that, uh, Warner Brothers. I don't need your stupid money in your PR department. Okay, so I don't want to end on such a negative note. Of course not. <laughs> of course you don't. May the force be with you. Whew. Ooh, that's a bad movie. Grim. <laughs> and everyone listening, I personally, before we sign off, would like to say, I hope that this year we are all able to reach out with our feelings. <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> well, no, wait, you can't say goodbye. Yeah, you, we, Where do we find you? Oh, I forgot all about that. If we're going to look for you on the internet, where would we find I would Alan like Cherry? people to reach out with their money <laughs> to <laughs> ellencherry.com. And um, I also have a subscription service in which I have my two items ready to go for this month, this mm-hmm. weekend. Yay, finally. Took me a while to figure it out. Um, at ellencherry.bandcamp.com. Right on, right on. What and about you? You can find my stuff at uh, junestar.com, J-U-N-E-S-T-A-R.com. And then my subscription service and all my uh, junk is, uh, yeah, my junk's on there. Uh, you know, celebrity sex tape. Click G. <laughs> That's right. There's Grim. It's called Grim's Junk. Um, it's more of an asexual movie. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, you can find me at uh, junestar.bandcamp.com, and there's the five dollar subscription, which I have finished. My I've been doing a song um, a week. A song a week. Public domain songs. Uh, reinterpretations of those. Last year I did fifty two original songs. Um. So um, my next uh, contribution goes up uh, Monday morning. Nice. It's all, it's all done, all recorded, ready to go. Wee. Yeah, you know, I really wish those people in the public domain folk world would get beyond 12-bar blues. <laughs> it's really it's really becoming a thing that I'm like, I, don't, I now I've gone from saying like, oh, yeah, I'm covering these to I'm like, I'm reinterpreting them. <laughs> totally. <laughs> because they're, they're driving me absolutely crazy because it's like oh my god one more time one more one more 12 bar blues song that's all i need you know jeez oh it's a pretty depressing time it was very depressing and the songs oh my goodness <laughs> like this I'm, I'm i'm i think next week i'm doing the willow garden which sad oh i'm shaking my head ladies and gentlemen you do not want to go to the willow garden it is not it is not a pleasant place it's not a it's not a it's not a feast for the senses it's more like a, a black hole of death and a cesspool of regret kind of like washington dc these days what <laughs> take that you nerf herders man Whew. Whew. neither of us is allowed to watch star wars ever Whew. again Whew. friends thanks for listening oh yeah and we're gonna go watch the room right now <laughs> Well, because you wanted to see, ladies and gentlemen, just so you guys know this, Ellen Cherry wanted to go see uh, the Disaster Artist, and I talked her out of it. I didn't really talk her out of it, but I was like, I was like, ah, you know, I asked her if she saw the room yet, and she said no. And I was like, okay, well, I want to see the Last Jedi, and she said, oh yeah, I want to see that. And I was like, okay, cool. So then we decided we're gonna watch the room and then go see the Disaster Artist because we have to understand what is being yeah criticized. I think it's important that when you're looking at poop to understand what the person ate. Yeah, you gotta you gotta dig through there. With if you're some gonna analyze poop, then you need to understand what was consumed. Oh yeah, boy. I've only seen part of the disaster artist I, or uh, part of uh, the room. I haven't seen the whole thing. Nice. Um, but what I remember seeing, yeah. it's gonna be fun. <laughs> oh 
Yep. All right. Well, happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. Happy new year, Ellen Cherry. Happy new year, Andrew Grimm. All right. We'll see you guys later. See ya.